Listener supported. WNYC Studios. It was a quiet Saturday morning. Zelensky! Give it a rest! It's Saturday! Professor Wayne Zelinsky was hard at work on his new invention. <laughs> Could you imagine if your husband, like, shrunk your fucking kids? That didn't quite work. I'd be like, we're fucking divorced. <laughs> like, that is so... So, so irresponsible. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing? Like, get a job. Yeah. And then he blew up the baby. He blew up the baby. Like, that's a divorce. That's literally divorces. And she stuck with him. Ridiculous. So you're going to keep this, like, shrinking machine upstairs in the attic? You're crazy. Yeah. You're going to cover it with cloth, (laughs) knowing that you have... Three kids, one's a teenager, a, yeah. you know, like they're not responsible. Yeah. They're not going to babysit that kid for real. No. Ugh. That was such a good series, though. Oh, it was great. It was so great. Like when the baby was just like picking up cars and stuff. It was yeah. like, oh my God, what if? Hello there, I'm Jessica Williams. And I'm Phoebe Robinson. And you're listening to Two Dope Queens, the bonus episode, a.k.a. the boner episode. (laughs) You guys, we've been busy working on season two, but in the meantime, we didn't want to leave you guys high and dry, hashtag Radiohead, so we're sharing some of our favorite acts to tide you over. These are comedians and storytellers we love that you haven't heard on the show yet. Yeah, like this guy, Adam Wade. I mean, he's such a delight. He's got the voice of a songbird. Yeah, he's like a hot, sort of like Rick Moranis type. Oh my god, with the glasses and yeah, the like and the brunette. Yeah, like, and the like, cool. hey guys, I shrunk the kids home. <laughs> and if you ever heard of the Moth, um, kind of a popular podcast. If you haven't, who are you? He's a freaking Grand Slam champion. A Grand Slam champion. That's basically like. The Pulitzer and the Nobel Peace Prize, like, wrapped up in one. Mm-hmm. He shared this story with us at our live show at Union Hall. This story is what one might call poignant. You know, how something can be sad and funny at the same time. Look, you have to get into it. Just listen, okay? Yes, I'm very excited. Are you guys having a good time? That's what I like to hear. This guy... Is a beast, like for real, for real. He is. <laughs> mode initiated again. <laughs> he's he's won the moth like twenty times. Wow, that's, that's beast mode, wow. right? Yeah, initiated. Uh, <laughs> he's very very amazing. Please get up for Adam Wade. Great to be here. Ah. Uh, I moved to Hoboken 10 years ago, and uh, at that time, uh, like, life was like a real real struggle for me. Uh, I was living in a basement apartment, but it was, it was my own, ladies. Uh, but every time it rained, it's like a flood zone, so when it rains, you, you get water, and uh, it, it was tough on any furniture I had. Uh, and I was just temping a lot, and I had, like, the worst temp jobs ever, um, Things were really bad, but I was lucky enough to find my rock in Hoboken, and uh, her name was Jocelyn. She was was my barber. (laughs) I go in at the beginning of each month, and I I, I go in to see her at the the barber shop. There's a lot of barbers, but I'd always go to her. I'd wait if I had to. And uh, she just made me feel like important. She talked to me. She listened to me. 
I said something one month, she'd follow up. It was nice. And uh, she wouldn't, like, massage me. It wasn't like that. Uh, she was, like, in her, like, a little, uh, she was 35, and she was a little older. And, and, and when, when she would cut my hair, she would always kind of, like, 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 tap me a little. And it was nice. I needed, like, a little tap. And uh, it was just, like, for 20 minutes, it was, like, heaven. And uh, when the haircut was almost over, it was getting close, she would uh, put, like, hot uh, shaving cream on the back of my neck take out a straight razor and then like slowly just shave the back of my neck it was nice it felt like a big boy <laughs> and when it was done she was just so gentle she'd wipe it off and then she put a little cologne like old man cologne it was good I like it and she'd like, like, like pat me and it felt good and I'd say bye give her a good tip three dollars and, and, uh, and like I'd walk out and the feeling I had when I'd walk out of, of the barber shop I had like the, that new like haircut smell and like I always had like a little swagger like I needed that swagger um, because the rest of the month was going to be really tough and I was going to fall apart but I knew I had like a light at the end of the tunnel and at the beginning of the next month um, Jocelyn was going to be there and she was going to put me back together so this went on for a couple years and it was good and um, I got this pretty good uh perma temp job for a french company i I don't speak french but but they they treated me okay everybody talked in french i i just would talk in english and uh i was like an island uh, i always thought they were talking about me you know because they're just talking and you don't know what they're saying and then they're staring at you and pointing at you (laughs) i'm not a jerk but i can tell when people talking about me being a jerk. So one day I went in and uh, everybody seemed very happy and um, they gave me my my notice and it was really tough and it was like the middle of the month so this was like I needed Jocelyn really bad but I really didn't need a haircut so I struggled and uh, I just didn't know what to do and mentally I wasn't feeling well and I was like oh man so uh, I've never gone in early, but I'm going early this time. And I went in on a Saturday and it was really, really crowded at the bar. But a lot of people get their hair in Hoboken on Saturdays. <laughs> so, you know. And uh, like I was looking around. I was, I was trying to find her. I couldn't see her. You know? And I, I got panicked. And then I finally asked one of the other barbers. I'm like, where's, where's Jocelyn? And uh, he goes, she's not here anymore. I go, well, where is she? What, what barber shop? Because I'm going. You guys are nice, but she's my girl. I'm going to her, and he's like, "Guys, she's not a barber anymore. She she does real estate now." I'm like, that, "That's that's kind of screwed up, you know." He's like, "I got to get back to my haircut." Right, so he blew me. Up. So now I'm like freaking out. Um, mentally, I'm continuing to spiral, and um, for like the next six months, I start going to different barbers, and it, and it's not good. Uh, I tried the barber shop at the Port Authority. Uh, <laughs> If you've ever been there, uh, they've closed. They've since closed. Go figure. Um, they weren't very nice. They weren't very nice. They didn't listen. They didn't make me feel important at all. And uh, I went to this other place in Hoboken that had just opened up, and it was, it was kind of like a techno dance haircut place. But I tried, you know. I went in, and, and the girl was kind of t- a little more touchy than I just. I just wanted to, to talk. <laughs> And she was squeezing and talking, and uh, I said, well, listen to me. And she's like, hey, hey, listen to me. And I'm like, what, what? And I, I go, and, and she, like, whispered, and she said, uh, 
$25 and I'll give you a haircut and a lap dance. And I said, I can, can, can you just shave the back of my neck? And uh, so I, I didn't get a lap dance, but I was scared. I couldn't go back. Uh, I am what I am. I'm just not... If I go in to get a haircut, I just want to get a haircut. I don't want to get a lap dance. Sorry. I mean, it makes me different. It make, go figure. I don't care. And then I went to this other place, and I, and I have glasses, and, and when you take off the glasses, I'm, I'm, I'm blind as a bat, and I, I was going to have this interview for a, uh, a new temp job that was going to be PERMA, so there, there's possibilities that after a year, a year or two, I could get benefits. Um, and this guy, he cut my hair, and he, he took a long time, and then when he put the glasses on, I, I looked, and um, he'd given me like a, like a, a faux mohawk, and uh, I mean... I'm not the type of guy that looks good in anything but like a little just snip and clip. Uh, so I looked awful um, and, and, and it was terrible. And I didn't get that job, by the way. Um, it was probably like my lowest point of my years in New York. It was like midnight and I got up and, and I go, I gotta do something. So I took a little walk and I was feeling bad for myself. And what, what I do when I feel bad for myself, I go to the 24 hour bodega and I, I get a, I get a banana because I, calcium is good for me and potassium. So it, it, it helps my body and my bones. <laughs> so my doctor says I follow him. So I eat my banana and I'm walking down the street and I go by um, the old barber shop. I'm just kind of thinking about old times, you know. And I look, and on the window, there's a poster board, and it's taped, and it's like messy handwriting. And I can barely read it, but I can read it, and it says, uh, Yes, Jocelyn is back. <laughs> and I just, like, stared at it for, like, about an hour, and it made me feel so good. And I, like, I'm an emotional guy, and I'm just crying, but I'm a happy cry. And like, I, I'm like, oh, my God, she's back. She's back. Yes, Jocelyn's back. Yes, Jocelyn. I just keep saying it. And I, I go home and I can't sleep. And, and like in the morning, I had like a temp gig for two days. And I was really good temp. I got to say that. Even with the French company, I never called in sick. Even when I was sick, they'd have to send me home. That's the type of guy I am. I called in sick that day. I'm not feeling good. I'm not ha, ha, I'm not feeling good. Put the phone down. I, 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 dress, I shower good when I look good. And I went to the barber shop and... Uh, and there she was, and I'm like Jocelyn, and she's like Adam, and I'm like I, not to brag, she was just as excited to see me as I was her, right? And I had my flowers, and she's married, so I was, but I had my flowers, and and I gave her, and she goes sit down, and then we start talking, we're catching up, and I'm like, you know, what about this real estate thing in your back? She's like, you know, real estate just. It's just not from me. This is where I belong. I go, you're back where you belong. You're back where you belong. You're not a girl. Yes. You're here. And uh, so we start. And, and again, she's making me feel like I'm a million bucks. And she's, she's cutting my hair. We're talking. And it's just it's so beautiful. And then... Uh, and uh, she's like, are you ready? And I'm like, yeah. And she, she, she got the hot uh, little shaving cream, and she put it on my back, and she's just, just generally nice. And then she was like tapping my back. And, and 
So it's like over, and I usually give her a couple. I gave her like a ten dollar tip. I go, "Welcome back. This is for you. You're you're back. You're you're good." And uh, she's like, "Thank you. You know, you want change?" I go, "You keep the change. Come on. You do. look at look at me. Look. I mean, there's not much you could do, but you made me look good." And we laugh. And um, I walk out of the barber shop, and uh, I got that new haircut smell, and I got that swagger. And I got to admit, like, things are still pretty, pretty bad for me. Like, like shit, not good, not good. Basement apartment, the temp jobs. But, but I had my rock. I had Jocelyn. And I knew, I knew I was going to be all right. All right, thank you. You guys just heard Adam Wade, and I love that story. It was like such a departure for us on our show. Yeah, it was like a cool remix. Yeah. But it was like sweet and funny and like cute. He's so sweet yeah. and so tender. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if he and I were married. Wait, what? Did I say that out loud? Pluto <laughs> <laughs> Queens is produced by Joanna Solitaroff. Our team includes Rachel Neal, Jen Poyant, Paula Schumann, Alex Overington, Joe Plort, and Shanoa Estrada. Our theme music was composed by Jeff Brodsky. Oh, also, hey, out of towners, make sure to like us on Facebook. And if you do, you can catch the first 15 minutes of our live shows in Brooklyn. It'll be kind of like you're there, drinking a beer, laughing, pissing your pants because we're so funny, pooing yourself because we're so funny. So hit that like button and make sure you wear a big old diaper. And while you're at it, help keep us at the top of the charts. Go to your podcast app and rate us. It really helps. Thanks. Love you, mean it, YQY. But also, Adam Wade and I would be like a cute couple. Okay. I'm going to, we're going to end this right now. Seriously, though, like us on Facebook. The machine works. Do the kids know? Well, yeah, the kids know. That's great. It's not that great. Why? I shrunk the kids. Yeah, my parents were like, why did I have kids? Yeah. Why are we watching this right Mm -hmm. now? They're forcing me to watch bad stuff. (laughs) These kids these days, they get really good stuff. I know. But we had like, it was like Full House. Oh, that's too old for me. Um, (laughs) Phoebe's just like... I'm not that much older than you. There's a lot going on right now. Mounting economic inequality, threats to democracy, environmental disaster, the sour stench of chaos in the air. I'm Brooke Gladstone, host of WNYC's On the Media. Want to understand the reasons and the meanings of the narratives that led us here? And maybe how to head them off at the pass? That's on the media's specialty. Take a listen wherever you get your podcasts.